Welcome back to Athlete Maestro, guys. The sports podcast that helps young athletes understand their mental and physical limitations in sports so that they can achieve high performance in their goals. We also help parents understand the roles that they play in helping their children succeed in sports. This is episode 373, guys. Get the right training. Adversity comes in different forms, and there's no success without sacrifice. go down as one of the greatest distance runners of all time with back-to-back olympic titles in the 5000 and 10,000 meters events today on the show guys british superstar sa mo farah before the 2012 european championships in barcelona not many people had heard of mo farah even if you had heard of him uh, you'd have been one of the ardent track and field fans. So the guys that, you know, follow all these IWF mates and all these uh, grassroots tournaments, just trying to find out who the next superstar athlete can be. But you see, the fact that many didn't know about him didn't mean that Farah wasn't busy working. Originally born in Somalia, Mogadishu actually, to be precise, you know, there's so many cities in the world that I just like the way their names are pronounced and Mogadishu is one of them. Uh, he moved to England to be with his father when he was the age of eight. His talent for athletics was quickly discovered, but it wouldn't be years later before he would specialize in any particular event. He started out in cross country and slowly made the adjustments to the 5,000 meters. The 5,000 and later the 10,000 meters would be where he would make his mark. In 2006, he won silver at the European Championships in Gothenburg in the 5,000 meters. At the World Championships in Osaka, Two years later, in 2007, Farah finished sixth in the 5,000 meters. To make matters worse, he failed to qualify for the 2008 Beijing Olympic Games. Again, at the 2009 World Championships, he failed to deliver, finishing seventh. Many might have thought that it wasn't going to happen for him, and you know, it was just going to be another normal athlete. Like you have many of all these athletes who have great potential, but they never quite make it. But you see not for farah he knew that he had something special to offer by this time he was already one of the fastest men in britain but it was the africans and the americans he had to contend with he had to up his training to beat them and in 2011 he changed training basis to focus more on that training that he needed to put in and guess what guys it paid off in february of that year he broke the european 5000 meters indoor record at the world championships in Daegu. He claimed the silver medal in the 10,000 meters but won gold in the 5,000 meters. It was the start of something special and a remarkable run that will go down in the history books. At the London Olympic Games the following year, he won gold in both the 10,000 and the 5,000 meters, a feat that has been rarely achieved. The following year again, at the World Championships in Moscow, he won gold in the 10,000 and 5,000 meters. What is it a fluke? As many people thought, probably not because two years later, at the World Championships in Beijing 2015, again, double gold medal in the 10,000 and the 5,000 meters as well. At the Rio Olympics, he did exactly that again, going down in the history books, winning gold in both the 10,000 and the 5,000 meters in an unprecedented feat. He's the most decorated athlete to come out of British athletics. So in the history of British athletics, Mo Farah 
is the most decorated athlete. Today is your mentor, guys, and there are three lessons that I want you to learn from this special athlete, and he's special in in many ways because in terms of the lessons that I want you to learn from him, they're very particular. Now, guys, remember the reason I bring this athlete to you, the reason I delve deep into their career, into their training, into the things that they did, is because I want them to be examples for you. I want you to see what is possible when you do certain things in certain ways. So these three lessons that I want you to learn, am I saying you should apply all three? No, not exactly. That's not what I'm saying. But you see, what I'm saying is that you can pick the ones that are specific to you, depending on the struggle that you currently have, and apply that specific one to what you're doing. So the first lesson, guys, is get the right training. Get the right training. Now, there's something with uh, track and field. Now, of course, we looked at Haile Gebrselassi, and we've looked at other distance runners. So, uh, Meseret Defar, we've looked at her, and uh, Terenish Debaba, we've looked at her as well. There's something with distance running that is so specific and so peculiar to that sport that it's going to be difficult for you if you don't do certain things to make the most of the ability or the chances that you have. You know, so in swimming, I mean, all you need is a pool. Then, of course, a gym to get those things done. Uh, if it's sprinting, for example, you usually could do that anyway. But you see, in distance running, you see, the role that your lungs play is so, so important that if you don't maximize the opportunities that you have, it's not just going to work for you. And that's why you don't see many Americans succeed in distance running. You don't see many Europeans succeed in distance running. The reason you see the Africans, and it's specific, it's a particular aspect, a particular area of Africa. So the Kenyans, the Ethiopians, you see the African countries that are in high altitude. See, because that's where the air is very thin. That's where your lungs have to work more in order to breathe. And of course, because they're above sea level, way above sea level, you know, it's it's such an ideal training facility. It's such an ideal way to train for distance running that, you know, when you get to train with the other guys, you're literally going to beat them. Of course, the turn that Mo Farah made in 2011 when he started dominating, so at that point, he had been floundering, he had been struggling. Uh, I mean, every, most people knew him in Britain. He was one of the fastest men, but he, he just couldn't crack it. You know, he was finishing sixth in the 5,000 meters, he was finishing seventh. Sometimes he didn't even qualify at all. You see, in 2011, he made the choice to change training bases and work with a particular coach, Alberto Salazar. And of course, that training involved training in a particular facility in Kenya. Now, this is a facility where all of the world-renowned guys, David Rudisha, many of all these great Kenyan, Ethiopian guys, that's where they go to train. That's where they've gone to train because there's an excellent facility there. It's above sea level. Uh, you have ideal training facilities and it's just magical. You see, when he made that change, that was when he began to see the results. And of course, when he was interviewed, he said the same thing. You see, you see he said it's just about getting the right training it's all about getting the right training so my question for you today guys and the question i want you to ask yourself is am i getting the right training that's what i want you to ask yourself am i getting the right training so it's not about i've said it so many times it's not about training for 10 hours in a day you know so you have 24 hours you probably sleep eight hours then you train for 10 hours so you only have seven extra hours to do what you want to do no it's not about training six times a week no it's about getting the right training in why was michael Phelps one of the best because he got the right training for the events that he ran. Why was Usain both the best? Because he got the right training for the events that he was running. So the question, guys, or the assignment that I have for you is are you getting the right 
training are you getting the right training and ask yourself this every single time so when you step out on the track to practice when you get onto the pitch to practice when you get onto the court to practice ask yourself the question am i getting the right training is this the right training for me and if it isn't then of course you have to change so it doesn't matter if you've been training for one year it doesn't matter if you've been training for two years three years however long it might be all of that doesn't matter all of that is by the wayside what matters what is important is if that training is right for you so you're a distance runner for example and you're training in the u.s is that the right training for you can you adequately mimic the high altitude training that this african athlete the east african athletes are getting that would ensure that you can compete with them if the answer is no then it means that you are not getting the right training so if you have to move your ass over to east africa to train then that's what you're going to have to do that's what mo farah did and that's why he's one of the greatest distance runners ever four olympic gold medals 2012 w olympic gold 2016 w olympic gold if you go back to 2018 beijing guess what he did not qualify get the right training guys number two thing that i want you to learn from mo farah is adversity comes in different forms now you know i've seen situations where uh, people think that okay this is how my adversity is going to come or okay this is what i'm going to have to battle with or um this is what i can prepare for guys adversity will come in different forms so how did mo farah's adversity come at the 2016 rio olympic games in the 10,000 meters you know while he was running and you know obviously uh, this events the 5000 meters the 10000 meters even the uh, 1500 meters as well they're usually crammed in certain areas where the athletes cluster together because everyone wants to be as close into the track as you can uh, because of course that reduces the stress and of course mofara clips a fellow athlete's heels and he falls onto the track so you can imagine uh, the defending olympic champion falling onto the track having to get up and having to try to catch up again now this had happened to him previously but you see what happened that time was that mo farah started running in the wrong direction unknown to him so i think it was in 2008 or 2009 one of the early events before he was known he also tripped onto the track he fell down you know so in that rush of blood when he got up he started running in the opposite direction to where people were running now obviously that ended in a disaster but you see the reason adversity comes in different forms and the reason why you have to be prepared for it is that you just never know when it's going to strike so let's imagine for example that you know he had won 5000 and 10000 meters gold at the 2012 olympic games so 2013 world championships he had won 5000 he had won 10000 again 2015 world championships he had won 5000 he had won 10000 again you know so at this point he had won six global titles consecutively so nobody had beaten him at a global event so now he comes into rio 5,000 meters in the bag. He had won the gold. You know, so imagine him strolling into the 10,000 meters and thinking that, you know, this is going to be a walk in the park. Oh, I'm going to love this. Like, this is uh, this is going to be fun. I'm going to enjoy, you know, dealing with these guys. What rude awakening would he have had? What shock would have come onto him when he tripped and he fell onto that track and everybody was leaving him behind? He would have panicked. And you see, when you panic, your muscles tighten up. If you know anything about distance running, you have to be loose because it is already difficult in and of itself. There's no reason for you to make it harder. Now, everyone, spectators, the journalists, everyone thought that, oh, it's over, man. He's not going to be able to win it because the amount of energy is going to take him to catch up is going to be, you know, so tedious that he's not going to have the energy to conclude the latter part of the race. Now, let's forget all the other details. Guess what? Mo Farah caught up, got back to the front, and guess what? 
what? He won the race. Adversity, guys, it comes in different forms. And one of the things that I always advise, one of the things I always talk about is that you have to be prepared for different forms. So everyone wants to prepare for things going right. You know, so I want to run the perfect race or I want to execute flawlessly. Now, all of that is good. But you see, you also have to prepare for anything that could occur. And I've said this on a previous episode of the podcast. So what happens if I fall? How am I going to react? Am I going to panic? Am I going to uh, rush? Am I going to... You see, when you prepare for all those things, when you uh, see that, okay, even if it doesn't occur, I mean, you don't lose anything because you're mentally prepared. That is exactly what helped Mo Farah in that way. He didn't panic. He got back up, began catching up with the group, got himself to the middle, then got himself to the front. And of course, because of his exceptional training, because he had gotten his training right, he had enough reserve in the tank to catch up and to win that race guys adversity comes in different forms it's not going to hit you in a particular form. i talked about anthony joshua if there was anybody that anthony joshua would have thought he would have lost to maybe it would have been vladimir klitschko not andy ruiz jr but you see that's the thing about adversity in sports it can come in various forms the more prepared you are the easier it will be for you to bounce back and recover adversity guys comes in different forms and of course the final lesson guys is there's no success without sacrifice there's no success without sacrifice you see there's no olympic champion that you see there's no world champion that you see there's no grand slam winner that you see there's no global athlete icon that you see that hasn't had to sacrifice in one way so one of the things i tell athletes who can't get my training courses or they don't have money to buy my training courses i'm like what else are you sacrificing to ensure that you're moving forward in your career i see once they can't answer then i know that this is not an athlete that is ready this is not an athlete that's willing to take the leap guys you see they sacrifice as it comes to money they sacrifice as it comes to time they sacrifice as it comes to resources they're different forms of sacrifice see the game of thrones that everyone is watching and of course i saw this skit that eric thomas did is you know one of the biggest motivational speakers in the world you know i was talking you know about game of thrones and power and many of all these uh, global movies and series that people are watching and the guy was like you see you're complaining that you have not made it you're complaining that you're not moving forward you're complaining you're not making progress but yet every tv show that comes out you're watching Every TV show that comes out, you're current with it. Guess what? You are not showing signs that you're serious about moving forward. Okay, let's come back to Mo Farah now. You see, what sacrifice did he have to make? You see, sometimes in a particular year, Mo Farah is on the road for seven months out of 12 away from his family and of course he says there was a time his daughter had to ask him one day and said you know daddy i'm gonna go i'm gonna come visit you in your second house so literally she thought that he had a second house and that you know it was shortling between the two houses little did she know that daddy was away training that he was away trying to become an olympic champion that he was away trying to build his legacy trying to become one of the greatest most successful british athletes in british athletics history guess what he has achieved that and all of that sacrifice has paid off so you might not have the money guys but you see you can sacrifice your time you can sacrifice your resources you can sacrifice so many things in order to ensure that that's your goal is going to become a reality we looked at michael Phelps past episode of the podcast you know this is a guy who at the point trained five years consecutively he missed birthdays he missed weddings he missed friends parties there were so many things that he missed so even if he wasn't sacrificing money guess what he was sacrificing enjoyment he was sacrificing time with his friends he was sacrificing time with family 
all because of that goal that he wants to achieve. But you see, the young athletes of nowadays, or at least the ones that are not yet aware, you don't want to sacrifice, but yet you want to see the results. It is not going to happen. There is no success in sports, guys, without sacrifice. And of course, I can continue to name examples after examples after examples after examples of the athletes who have sacrificed and who have seen the results. So if you don't sacrifice, you're not going to see the results, guys. There's no success without sacrifice in sports. More fire, guys. Athlete Maestro, episode 373. Get the right training. Adversity comes in different forms. And there's no success without sacrifice. Head over to the website, guys. Athletemaestro.com. So many free resources for you there. That's part of you sacrificing. So while you're going to be sitting down on the couch and watching whatever it is you want to watch, guess what? You can head over to the website. You can check out the free resources that are there for you that are supposed to help you as you continue to chase this process of achieving your goals in sports. And of course, do not forget to subscribe to the podcast. It's information and it's free. So you can easily subscribe. You get it on your device whenever there's any episode out. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you're getting those episodes automatically downloaded to your device. And of course, if you're learning from us, which I know that you are, there's so many things you didn't know before you started listening to this podcast. Leave us a rating and review. Tell us what you're learning so that more athletes will get to hear the podcast. What that rating and review does is that it boosts the podcast so that other athletes find it. You know, so there's an athlete who is struggling mentally, struggling physically, whichever one it is. If they find the podcast and you know that this is a resource I can use to improve my career, to improve my chances of achieving my goals. That's what your rating and review does. If you don't know how to do that, head over to athletemaster.com forward slash subscribe. athletemaster.com forward slash subscribe. I detail it there in detail how you can leave us that rating and review. I'll catch you on the next episode of the show. Remember, knowing is not enough, you must apply. Willing is not enough, you must do. I want you to go out there, learn all the lessons you can from Sir Muhammad Farah. I want you to go out there and I want you to be a maestro today and every single day.